Welcome to episode 37 of HearthCast.com, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player recorded for you on June 24, 2010 with your hosts, Root and Freckleface. In this episode of HearthCast, we're going to talk about the Azeroth bucket list, Ooh. a list of things to do, places to see, things to kill before the massive cataclysm that is coming our way soon. Oh, so that's everything that's going to go away once cataclysm hits? Maybe so. I like it. Yeah. I also like it. in this episode, we got some greetings, salutations, shout out. We have a little bit of site news. We have yeah. a new sponsor. Yeah, a couple Beats, of them. Thir- three- Beats 365. There you go. We're also going to cover our email questions, add-on of the week. We're going to do Adopt-A-Pet, Fishing for Wishes. Also my favorite segment. We have a new segment this week called Cast on Cast. Wow. And Root's going to give you his auction house tip Yeah. and Root's brand. Yeah, that's that's. So we got a lot going on this week. There's a lot going on this week, and we also got uh, some surprises coming our way. Um, Yeah, well, you know kind of about them. I like surprises. What's that stuff we did with Sniper last night? Oh, that was fun. Yeah, so everybody will will, will tune into that, and that is just a part of our our, our deal today. So anyhow, I would like to give a quick greeting or shout-outs to our guildmates on Whisperwind, Titan Warriors, Alf... And, of course, Fox, Pibbles, and all of our local listeners. And Fox actually got into the Raiding Guild ALF. Did he? He did. I need to, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. That's awesome, because I know, I was kind of thinking the other day, he was talking to me, and I'm like, man, this guy is, he doesn't need to be in Titans Warriors, because I think he's moving faster than what the people in Titan right. Warriors he's, are working. He's wanting to raid, and Titans right. Warriors doesn't raid. No. I mean, they're, they're a casual guild. Absolutely. A lot of it is alts, to be honest. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm gathering that. Yeah, but the good thing is he is um, going to try to do ICC with this next week. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. That's cool. Also, um, quick shout-outs to our sponsors, Taverncraft. You know, I checked out their Murloc Stein that they talk about, and we talked about it last week. Um, Mouthful of, of Murlocs? That's the one, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's part of their Epic Collection. It's ninety nine ninety nine, so like 100 bucks. Um, the artwork on this phenomenal. It is just... Really? Yeah. I mean, I, the only thing is I was... I was looking at it, and I felt the urge to l- try to kill and loot the murloc. Because they always got the weirdest stuff, you know, the murlocs. Yeah, I like so, to pickpocket them. That's pretty funny. So that was my only concern is, like, you could buy the the, the, the stein, and then you'd want to break it mm-hmm. and see if there's anything inside. I don't know. Maybe just check the inside every day. Open up the top and go, hey, there's nothing in here. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, you can check those out over www.taverncraft.com. They are totally awesome. I want one. And um, Swag Dog. Over at SwagDog.com, they have a new faction shirt out. So you can get, like, your name and your guild names on the back, and your faction, whether it be Horde or Alliance, is on the front. So it's kind of cool. I've got my SwagDog shirt on tonight, my HearthCast one, with my Alliance uh, M logo, emblem, insignia. Alliance and little flame to represent HearthCast, yeah, too. Yeah, that's right. It's my flame on the front. Um, now, the shirts I thought was pretty funny. They go from twenty four ninety nine to up to twenty eight ninety nine. And they go all the way to 6X. So maybe they know their audience pretty well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyhow, go check out SwagDog.com. And, uh, yeah, you can get a size all the way to 6X. Maybe you want to go camping in your SwagDog shirt. You never know. Um, hey, and as we mentioned at the top of the show, we do have a new sponsor. That's uh, Beats365. That's Nebula over there at Beats365. Quick shout-out to him. And it's pretty cool because you can actually listen to, you can download unlimited amount of beats with your membership over at Beat365. Uh, you can get royalty-free 
beats. He'll custom make you beats. There's updates all the time. Uh, he can give you direct access to major labels and hip-hop, like hip-hop and R&B labels, if you make beats yourself, which I don't, which is why they're a sponsor of ours. Um, guy's got over 10 gigs of sounds in his current library of 39 different genres and styles. Um, now, we have a link up on hearthcast.com that takes you directly there. Uh, so go check that out, and if you're in the need for any kind of a beat, like where you and you'll hear them in today's show and, and as we move forward in the shows, and what you'll hear is like 30-second clips. These things are like long. They're like three to five minute long. They're, they're long beats, and um, they're pretty cool. So you'll hear some of them in today's show. Now, what I was saying, a little bit of that surprise is Freckleface hasn't heard the final product. So we did a little bit of recording last night with Sniper, and you'll hear Sniper's voice doing our intros to our different segments this week. But uh, while Freckleface was there for that, she wasn't. She wasn't. Hasn't heard the final rendition. No, of so I'm in for a surprise too. You are in for a surprise. Um, the membership on there for for uh, Beats 365. Like I said, you click on the link on our site. Thirty bucks lifetime membership. All the beats you could possibly want. It's awesome. And nextelligence.com. Um, that's a place where where I work IRL, and they are. That's where we record the podcast. And they have graciously offered to sponsor us. And so if you need any kind of custom work done or anything, just um, go check out nextelligence.com or give us a holler, and we'll see what we can do for you. Anyhow, go check out our website, www.hearthcast.com. While you're there, take our survey. If you want to contribute to the show, do so. Contribute at hearthcast.com. You can call our Hearthcast hotline at 321-558-7637. You can find us on iTunes underneath Wow, Wow Podcast, Auction House, Auction House Tips, a lot of other things. You can subscribe to our uh, feed via FeedBurner. You can post your RSS feed or post our RSS feed, rather, to your aggregator. And always follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash hearthcast. So, Frackleface. What's up with you this week in the world of Warcraft? Well, there is a holiday that came out on Monday. Yeah, I saw that. You know I'm all about the holiday. I know you're all about the holiday. In fact, I talked to you, and I'm like, what are you doing this week? And you're like, I'm doing nothing but Midsummer whatever. Midsummer's Festival. You know, It always reminds me of that, what's that? Shakespeare, Midsummer's, Midsummer's Night yeah, Dream. Yeah. yeah, it always reminds it's me of that. So. so that's what I've been doing since at least Monday. Yeah. Um, and in case you haven't started on it or... I'm not even going to try to do anything. You're not going to try to do I read about it and I went... It's easy. You know what? I don't want to go dance around any fire pits. Oh, that's not that's not a big deal. You don't want your violet, your violet proto-drake, though. Yeah. but the, <laughs> Yeah, but you don't get it for just doing this. you got to do all their well, yeah, job. lame All right, well, holiday. are you at least interested in knowing how it goes? I want to know how you're doing in it. <laughs> I'm done with it. You're done with it? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, can you log on to Root and do it for me? <laughs> I would, but you got your authenticator, so yeah, you'd have to I, keep giving me your authenticator no, number. Do you have connectivity problems? Sometimes. Well, yeah. Know, I could do, I could just lend you my authenticator. Then you couldn't play. Well, I wouldn't play because you were playing him anyhow. Let me just tell you how Not that we would is. ever advocate somebody else playing your... <laughs> exactly. <thing. laughs> but if you could get me my Violet Proto-Drake, then, you know, it might be worth it. Well, anyways. <laughs> Dismissive, aren't we? Uh, the Midsummer's Festival, it's pretty simple. Um, almost every Horde or Alliance settlement in each zone has a bonfire. And you get an achievement for going around at these bonfires and either uh, completing a quest at it. 
You get five flowers if it's your faction. You get ten if it's the opposite. Flowers are used for currency, mm -hmm. which are also get you items that you need for other achievements. Mm -hmm. um, so you basically have to go around all of Azeroth and Outland for the achievement. There are some in Northrend. They're not part of the achievement, but they still give you rewards. Mm. Um, there's also a holiday boss. Yeah, and I, I read somewhere where now you can like do... He appears in a random... Like uh, he LFD. does, and this is something that they implemented in a few uh, patches ago, but there hasn't been a holiday since then. Hmm. So, have you ever done Holiday Boss? No. Okay, so this is how it used to work. Now, it would be a level 80 boss, but it would be in a low-level dungeon. Like, le last time it was in Shadowfang Keep, which is about level 20 or Maybe so. Maybe I have done this. All right. That sounds familiar. All right, so basically the guy is sitting there, and he's neutral to you, right? And he gives you a daily quest that when you complete the quest, he attacks you. Oh. All right. So you... Hi, would you do me a favor? Thank you. Now I'm going to kill you. Something like that. That's... I never really followed the dialogue. <laughs> but you're basically like confronting him. All right. And he attacks you. Gotcha. So let's say you have this daily and you go in with five of the people and they all have the daily. So you fight the boss five times, get five chance for the loot. Okay. Unless you're going for a rare item like a, a mount or something like that. Mounts are rare. They are. Um, so let's say you down the boss four times. Mm -hmm. Before you get to the last person, he disconnects. <gasps> he leaves. You can't get a hold of him. Okay. Now for that day, you're only down to four tries for the boss right. because that fifth person left. Now can you get another group to go fight the boss again? No. You can, but oh. nobody will want you because they don't want to lose. They only get one time to do exactly. it. Exactly. They don't want to lose that slot to you who does not have what they call a summon. And there's people in the test realm who would go and they would, you know, uh, maybe not in the test realms, but people who would have done the boss 200 times. Right. And they would use that strategy, be the last person to go, leave, and then that's, you know, hurt the group for their own gain. Hmm. And in addition to that, you had to travel all the way to that low-level instance, hmm. and it's kind of complicated. Now, if you hit the I button, which is the looking for dungeon tool, right? in the drop-down menu, when there's a holiday boss, he's listed in the drop-down menu. You just click Frost Lord to Hoon. Click right, on right, him, right, right. you join the queue. If it's your first time, you get a satchel the same way if it's your first time doing a random heroic, you get the Frost Emblems. Cool. So if someone else in your party has already done it, it doesn't matter. Oh, so that's... All right, so they eliminated that whole, I'm going to pooch you over one by dropping exactly, off your group. Exactly, exactly. It's all just what you get from... So you queue up with five randoms and you go get your deal. Yeah, and ah. there's there's not really a point in people queuing for it multiple times a day because you get the loot once. After that, you can still keep queuing, but you won't get the same loot. Oh, I see. Because it comes like, you know how the low-level dungeons, you get yep. like a, a the satchel, satchel of helpful goods. goods. Right. It's just like that. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I might do that. It's your loot. It's very, and it's a very easy fight. Well, then I'm all about that. I like yeah. easy. Yeah. And he um, he gets you two frost emblems mm -hmm. in that satchel. So I have not had to do randoms this week. just made me happy. That is good. That is good. And he also has a small chance to drop a staff, I believe, and a pet. Then I, yeah, I may have to do that. Yeah, you should do it at least once. You get an achievement. If you were going to do the Midsummer's achievements, um, there are actually a few that you could do alongside of it. It go very well. That I know that you have your Explorer title already. 
Yes. But if you do not, this is actually a great holiday quest to go and kind of pick that up along the way. Cause yeah, because you got to go all around everywhere. Yeah, you yeah. have to go to every single zone. And um, on my mage, I I started to do that, and then I got bored. See, that's just copping about, out. you got all the portals with the mage. Yeah, I do. That's such a cop out. Well, you know, I say it's a cop out because I don't have a mage. If I had a mage, I'd be like, I can go around all the cities I want. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Well, yeah, but even even with the, being a mage, I was bored. What? Well, I was just thinking that I could probably make some gold with Root by summoning people to different cities. You could. Yeah. Huh. So you got to get the people to come with you. Oh, that's right. Hey, what are you doing later on? <laughs> <laughs> I can pour people. I don't understand. Oh. <laughs> oh, so if you do like achievements, I mean, it's a great time to pick up the explore along the way. It's also a great time to pick up your little achievements for smacking the critters or loving them or whatever you want to do. Um, since those are found, some of them are specific to the barons or Jorotar or something like that. You know, you might as well just track those things at the same time. Yeah. Get a few done at once. Might as well. Um, so on my mage, I have the title already. Oh, you've already done it? Yeah. Oh. I've done all of it. And on my my rogue last year, I did most of it. I've still fit, I'm still missing just a few more things. This should be hard to get. So I should have the title on both of them That's by cool. next week. Yeah. Yeah. I just have patient. That's my latest title. The patient. The patient. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much everything that's got me. What is going on with you, Root? Well, you know, as you know, I had a rel relatively um, busy night every night since last Sunday night. So nights are filled. My nights have been filled, but they've not been filled with World of Warcraft. Oh, um, I've been running a soundboard for uh, an event, you know, sound and video for the event. So my, children's event. Yeah, yeah. It's like children's week. No, um, but at the same time, it did afford me uh, some time to actually deal with some issues that I've been having on on my Mac. Um, one of which, what the only way I describe it is called fracturing. And I think I've seen, sent you a picture of it once, maybe. And that's just where the whole world uh, turns to, like, you know, 8K graphics. It's it's horrible. You can't see anything. It's What's just, 8K graphics? Like, really, everything looks, you can't see anything. It looks, like, it looks very triangular, but really, really big triangles. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. It's unplayable. You can't function with it. And... A lot of times, just like I found, like, you know, doing a, a reload will cure it. Uh, sometimes I've had to log off, log back in. Sometimes I've had to completely reboot. Um, I've had blanking screen issues, just a bunch of issues. And I'm like, man, something, this is just not right. And so I spent the week, you know, troubleshooting that. Come to find out it's a known issue with the latest uh, Mac update and the particular uh, video card that I have. And Blizzard knows about it, and Blizzard's working on it. So yippee. Um, but that also afforded me to, during that troubleshooting procedure, I got rid of all my add-ons. I got rid of my entire WTF folder, which is in a different location, I know. Um, I did, you know, just, I, I kind of redid my entire UI. So every night this week when I haven't been able to play, I have been tweaking things again. And we'll talk about my UI coming up in our, our in the add-ons of the week. Um, I did, however, in this process, uh, start doing my daily fishing quests, which I've never done before. What do you think of it? Uh, well, so far it's pretty easy. And I've decided that if, if I'm queued up and waiting for a raid with 15 minutes, it's pretty much what it takes to do the fishing quest. Although I did kind of suffer a little bit of, of, of fail on the first one. 
because I wasn't really paying attention to the fishing. I was like paying attention to the soundboard and the video board and kind of had one ear listening for the, the bobber to make its noise so I could hit the button to, you know. And apparently, like, really early on into the 30 minutes I had spent fishing, um, really early on I'd already gotten the, the quest item. <laughs> but oh, it, well. But, well. Where were you fishing at? Uh, I would buy, um, buy Violet Hold. Oh, I love fishing there. And, it, well, the problem was it didn't, like, I had to go look in my inventory and oh, it was because, an eel. Yeah, you was, don't actually fish at the quest item. So well, this time give I you... didn't. Yeah, it was an eel. But the eel said, when you hovered over it, it said, this is a quest item. Right. You don't actually fish at the quest item, right. so you don't get the notification. And now, when to... I fished in the sewers, I did fish up the quest item. Yeah. So, that was different. It came up and I actually the thing. You don't, you don't fish up the guy's arm. You fish right. up the eel that ate his arm or something yeah, like ex- that. Yeah, but I didn't know to look yeah. for that. Cause, yeah. so. But then I, when I got my stuff, I guess from the person you go give the arm to, then I got some porcelain thing that's worth 100 gold to a vendor. That's nice. So that was pretty cool. And then and when I the subsequent one, I got a bunch of broken glass. I get that a lot, different colors of glass. Yeah, I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's going on with me this week. Um, Fat Wallet took the week off. Um, I'll get back to him next week. You didn't log on to him at all? Not at all. I've just been, just with the nights being so busy... I've really, yeah. you know, having to leave uh, the office early, just no time. So I got through that. Now, Blizzard, everybody knows patch 3.3.5 is live. So if you didn't, then you're under a rock somewhere. And you, it's live. Congratulations. Um, they, they now have real ID going on, and you friended me. I did. And now I know your real name. Oh. Um, so I, I accepted your request. So I guess now you know my real name. Um, now the thing about it is, it's not an upgrade to the chat system. There's a lot of a lot of people thinking that it is, and it's not. It's a whole different communication tool. You don't. You're not going to add all your people from from your guild. They're no. not going to know who you are. Everybody's concerned about privacy. The people you're going to add to real ID. That's why it's called real ID and like real friend because these are your real friends. They yeah, already know your name. Somebody who you're not going to want to jump on a different server right. just to hide from them. You know exactly. They already. You yeah. know, and I know a lot of people are concerned because yes, it tells it, it reveals your real name, and yes, it reveals all your alts. But you know what? Your real friends should know who your alts are anyhow. Right. So, no big deal. And it's interesting that um, it tells you like a more specific time like that. I go into my friends list and it says this person was last on 22 minutes ago. Right. As opposed to going to the guild and it says less than an hour, you know. Right. But, you know, that's good because, again, it's your real friend. They should know that. So, these people who have privacy concerns over it, don't use it. It's pretty simple. I know. It's great. And I added... um, some people who actually on Whisper win, but they started playing Horde for some reason. I don't oh. know why. <laughs> but I found Horde to be easier. I found the quest to be much closer together and mm-hmm. easier to level with a Horde. That was my experience when I played Diakono. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people say that, too, that the Horde's better for questing. But, well, either way, you know, it's cool because um, still talk to me, but even though they're on Horde. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm wondering how that's going to throw, the, throw out the dynamics, especially for PvE realms. If you have two buddies who are playing on opposite faction, if they'll somehow, you know, they can strategize and do stuff. Because I've seen, That'd like, over cool. at Gorgonage, how you'd have one person, like, a low level in, like, the alliance and saying, help me, there's Horde here, and getting people to come, and then they'd have their buddy there right. who is Horde, yeah. you know, tag them all. They have similar names, so you know they're working together. Or, um... Well, now they could do a coordinated attack because you could have someone from the Alliance on a PvP server yeah. create a low-level character, run them over to, like, Ironforge, and then communicate with uh, the the real ID 
back to their friends and go, hey, man, um, it's good. Go, go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you can scout out for that. Um, I know some people have used that for, um, like, taunting people. Taunting? Like, if they're, um, yeah. You mean send in a low level, come kill me, and I'm going to run around? Um, kind of like that. It's um, kind of how we pull people back in the uh, EverQuest days. Well, back before um, the Wrath of Lich King came out, the hot spot to be was the Shattered Sun staging area. Okay. Which is like the most northern part of Eastern Kingdoms you can I, I go to. I must have missed. Oh, oh, I yeah, think yeah, 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 yeah. It has no, all no, those yeah, dailies. Yeah, it's like the Blood yes. Elf area. And the flying was, mantas in there the air. There was so much PvP there. Yeah, I but went there. there was somebody who was um, killing everybody, but they also had a low-level tune who was like taunting people that, that they were killing. Right. Because otherwise you can't communicate. Yep. Um, so let's say you do have two people in cahoots like that, whereas before you to kind of have either have to have two different accounts and open them both at the same time to be able to do it yourself, or you'd have to have some other communication with your friends. Right. Vent. Um, yeah, vent. See, it's so, a thing where, where I don't I don't know 100% if, if this is done as much as people think it's done, because if, if I have good friends, we're all on the same vent server, and I'm talking with them anyhow, so I can log on to my alliance or my opposite faction tune, Mm-hmm. And talk with my good friends on Vent, and do the same thing. So I don't know yeah, if that can. aspect has has really changed. I like the fact that you can talk, even though I haven't yet, because I don't know anybody else who plays other games yet. But I like the fact that you can talk cross realm and cross, and cross game. game. Yeah, you know, cross realm is cool because I do have some characters back on different realms, and I do have some, you know some people that I mean that I befriended on those realms. Uh-huh. And I would not you, mind going back. You want back. to keep, keep in yeah. touch with them, but you don't play in their realm anymore. Right, and there's actually a couple people that, I don't care if they know my name or not, because they they actually came down here to Orlando to visit. You know, and so we actually hung out. And I felt bad because everybody had all this WoW gear and I had none. <laughs> and so I'm like, <laughs> wow, okay. So, but now <laughs> I do, so if they come down again, I can hang out with my WoW gear, with my swag dog. Yeah. Well, one thing I can't figure out is that there is a pending tab. Yeah, the pending tab, like, okay, perfect example. When I logged in the other day um, to check you, I had nobody on my list, but on my pending tab, I had the request from you waiting for Oh, me. okay, because when I put out the request, I thought, well, maybe that will show up in pending that I no. sent out this request. Yeah, it's pending, re- it's pending incoming requests. Okay. So there pending you were, acceptance. and I'm like, oh, I know that person. I'm going to friend them, and I friended you. You said that very gnomish. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Comes out sometimes. So also, I don't know if you, uh, if you realize there's some good news for you. Um, the vote kick system's been kind of revamped. And people who basically abuse said vote system, or vote kick system, rather, by you know kicking people out, well, it's gonna, it, they basically get a cooldown on it. So if you kick people out of your group like way too quickly, and you don't give the group a chance to complete something, then you don't get the ability to kick anymore, or so or to vote to kick anymore. And also, uh, now when you submit your vote to kick, you get a reason. You have to put a reason in. So everybody else except the person is going to get kicked out. Oh, you have to. Yeah, they see reason. like, hey, you know, Freckleface has initiated a vote kick to kick out um, this other guy here, and the reason is what you know. Well, he he's a stinky DPS, or he can't heal for for not. Or, hey, he's sitting at the at the zone entrance and hasn't done anything. So people can have more of a, you know, they can make a more informed decision as to whether or not they want to kick the person out or not. Now, I like that um, it considers a person who, when they leave a group early, mm-hmm. 
Um, but what I'm not sure about is, is this replacing like that 15 minute timer or I think that's still in. Is it is it adding more restrictions? It's because it's adding more. Should basically, yeah. If you got a bad guy in your group and you need to get rid of him, then you need to get rid of him. However, uh, to, from my understanding, Blizzard just doesn't want people to automatically jump to that. They want people to think about their actions just a little more, because when they put in, you know, the the, the random dungeon finder, now you have all these pugs that are getting together to go. Um, all these dungeons, their their initial concept of that was people can get through our content quicker and easier and they can sure. experience the game in a better way. They can take part in our story. If you go back a couple podcasts ago, I talked about how Blizzard, in essence, are storytellers. Well, if you get people who are involved in a story and they're kicking them out of the, of, of the group, you know, they're not going to want, they're either, you know, the negative experience that they're having can't be good because it's negative. But they want to protect that. In other words, they yeah, if you got a bad guy in your group, you got to get rid of him. But they don't want him to hair trigger that all the time, and just be like, "Ah, oh, I don't like what you're wearing. Click, you're gone." Or 15 minutes afterwards, or you know, or worse. And I've been in a group that that has done it before. You know, right as we're getting to the final boss, they kick out the healer or they kick out you know a DPS person. A DPS, yeah. Yeah, or somebody else who just to be jerk. Yeah, you know, and they might have had some. Some words against them, or they might have said something stupid, or done, or or done something wrong, in the instance as we're moving into it. But that's no reason to kick somebody right for the boss, because that's when you know you're. That's when you're going to get the loot. You know, that's when you know. So, I think that's nice that they have um, made you think a little more about that. And also, of course, the Ruby Sanctum is now there. It's a all new ten and twenty five player raid dungeon. It's got normal and heroic difficulties. It's been added over there by um, the Wormrest Temple. In Dragonflight, have you well, run that yet? Um, it was not up at what least up on Wednesday, mm. so I, I have not checked the day. I've been too focused on getting my title. Ah, so that's cool. I'm I'm happy that you got your title. Yeah, Very and good. all my um, add-ons are broken. Well, like a there day. you go. Yeah, and I went I went back and updated stuff, and it, it works better now. But like you know, I had at least a couple of days like, okay, I don't want to do anything because everything's broken. Nothing's yeah. where it. And that's typically when we have a major patch release like this. I typically yeah, take a day or two off, and I just wait, and I go update all my add-ons. Yeah, and actually we did not do a guild run um, this week, partly because of that, partly because a lot of people were having lag. Mm-hmm. Terrible lag. And right. And felt they wouldn't be able to get through it. That's cool. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you got your title and everything else is going on. So. Now it's time for email questions. You, too, can have your email read and answered by the HearthCast crew. By emailing your questions, comments, shout-outs, or greetings to contribute at hearthcast.com. Well, as we heard Sniper say, it is time for email. What's an email bag this week there, Freckleface? All right, this is from Seraphic yeah. over on Dentarg. And this is a long one. It is a long one. But that's good. We love long letters. All right, it says, hey, guys, I got tipped off to this show by a RARCast. Rar. And decided to give it a quick listen this week. Out of curiosity, short bio, I've been playing WoW and raiding since Molten Core and currently play a Retribution Paladin with a tanking off spec as my main, and have also taken a Warlock, Rustodurg, and Rogue through at least 10 main ICC, so I've experienced raiding in every role possible. So he's played our classes, but like played them better than we played them, because I have not raided with my Rogue. Because he's Uberman. Yes, Uberman. I think this is pretty relevant on the subject I like to touch on, which was the main question of your last show. That being, our DPS meters and the gear score add-on ruining the game. Unfortunately, while you both 
make good points regarding how they can be misused, I'm going to have to disagree with you on both fronts. My point of view is that they are tools, and like all tools, it's how you use them that determines how useful they are. For DPS meters, while it's true you can't go into VOA and compare a rogue's DPS on Toravon to a warlock's DPS on the same fight and say that the warlock is bad because he finished lower, yes, sorry, freckleface, certain class specs DPS suffers immensely from target switching, and no amount of pre-planning can change that. Ret Paladins, Affliction Locks, and Shadow Priests are three notable examples because they need ramp-up time until they reach their full damage potential, and every time they switch targets, they have to restart that ramp-up time. But anyway, where it is useful is on the guild runs or for your own personal use and trying to improve. This is as long as you are comparing people of similar gear levels and class or role. Theoretically, most classes having close gear levels should be clustered together. So while you don't need to worry if you're a lock doing 2,000 DPS less than a rogue on Toravon, if you are a lock doing 2,000 less DPS than another lock on the same fight, it might be something you should look into. Secondly, when it comes to gear score, couldn't agree more. Gear score and achievements do not equal skill in any shape or form. I've seen many a terrible player with good gear. That being said, when you're organizing a pug raid, there is not time to interview everyone who asks for an invite to the depth you are suggesting. Gear score and achievements, while not perfect, and barring some bizarre circumstance like being locked out of the fight early and thus someone getting a free achievement, at the very least show that a person you don't know has the potential to do a lot of damage healing threat or damage mitigation and has at least seen the fight, even if you can't tell if they necessarily perform particularly well. It basically comes down to simple math, though. If you put a floor on an acceptable gear score for your pug raid, you have two ways you could have mistakenly picked a bad player. Number one, doesn't know fight mechanics. Number two, don't know how to play his class well. If you pick the undergeared player, though, you still have both of the possibilities, plus the fact that his performance will be def definitely be negatively impacted by his substandard gear. It may not seem egalitarian. I've certainly been passed over on an altar two for pugs because they weren't well geared. But the goal of any raid leader should be to put together a group that won't waste you or the other 24 people's times in trying to run the instance. Taking undergeared players only increases that risk. The key is that if you know you're undergeared but also know you won't be a liability, just talk to the organizer of the raid. If you demonstrate that you understand how someone could think you might be a liability from a quick glance, but assure him you know the fights, most times that's enough to get them to overlook your lack of gear. However, if it's not, don't take it personal. Remember, they don't know you, so they have no reason to assume you'd be an asset to their run. Good job on the podcast. Keep it up. Yeah, he makes a lot of really, really good points. And, and it might have been something that I didn't communicate well in the segment that we were doing. Uh, you know, My stance on it was they're useful tools but the implementation, the way people are using them is wrong. That you shouldn't be comparing, you know, people don't compare apples to apples. Just like he was saying, you shouldn't compare a rogue to a warlock on the DPS. It doesn't matter where you stack up on the group's DPS. What matters is if I have another, because I'm an affliction lock. And he's right, when I switch targets, there is a ramp up time for affliction locks. I've got to get my dots going. And then I can start with my DPS. And there's a there's a maintenance period, basically, once my dots are up and my DPS is going, I'll be, I'm refreshing my DPS. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm refreshing my dots. You know, Shadow Bolt refreshes um, the corruption dot. So that, i got to get to that point, though. 
And with having to switch a target, i got to start that all over again in order to get my DPS back up. So, yeah, I totally get it. Now, If, like he said, if I'm in there with another Affliction Lock and my DPS is drastically lower than that Affliction Lock, then it's time to go, all right, what am I doing wrong? And so... Yeah, so I totally agree with what he's saying. And you know what? I know he only disagreed on one point, although he said he was going to disagree on two points. Oh, I know the other one. He was saying that you can't really interview people long enough before a uh, for a pug. Right. But then he says, talk to him and interview <laughs> So, But no, I get what he's saying. He's totally right. But here's the thing. like Right now, and this is going to come up a little later on the podcast, I am doing research on uh, like ICC right now and um, TOC. So, you know, I'm watching the videos, I'm reading the, the walkthroughs and how you should do things and where you should be and where you should stand and all that kind of stuff. So that way I'm not as much of a liability to when I do get to go into one of these raids. However, again, that doesn't mean I could, I could have all the knowledge in the world based on what I've read and still perform poorly once I get in there. You know, like there's been so many, so many times that I've been in places where I'm like, man, why... What is going on with my health? I'm dying and nothing. And someone's like, hey, you're standing on green goop. You know, Move. that wouldn't happen if you had deadly boss mobs. Well, I, I do now. You do now. I do now. So that shouldn't happen anymore. I, right. But, you know, but it's been a thing where you know, but you know the instance, or, you know, pretty well, but you may forget the fact that, you know, you're standing on the, the circle of death or, you're, or, you know, the black hole, the black pit or whatever, you know, so. So what do you think? What do you think? Because, you know, he brutally attacked you in that email. Oh, he did not. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I've just played as a mage, so to me, switching targets isn't a big deal. So, I mean, the fact that, okay, you, know, you guys have to switch and affect your DPS, you know, all right, I mean, I'll stand correct on that because I thought it through for other different classes. Um, so there is that, but at the same time, you don't want, like, the actual mechanism of switching the targets, if that makes sense, like trying to find the frozen orb. Right. Like, you don't want I made my macro, by the way. Okay, yeah, you don't... You want that to, like, affect your DPS as little as possible. Well, on that one, yeah, you don't want it, you, don't, you want that amount of time that you are taking out the, 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 the frozen ball. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want that to be as low as possible. So right, finding exactly. it, because the, the quicker it dies, the more... You know, you can turn your attention back to the boss and hopefully ramp up your DPS again. So, yeah, I totally get that. So, Yeah. But, um, you know, that was a great email we got from him. And I love yeah, emails. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great email. It made a lot of a lot of good points and a lot of... It's very well thought out. It was. And, and articulate. And very, I love well-written emails. I do, too. Uh, I love all emails. They make me happy. They're <laughs> a refreshing change from all the other horrors on the Internet. <laughs> Aren't they, though? Yeah, they are. So we're going to check our... our uh, Hearthcast hotline here, and um, yeah, there's nothing there, huh? That's kind of sad. The number, if you want to call, is three two one five five eight seven six three seven, and we will get your call and put it on the air instead of crickets. So. We would really appreciate that. Wouldn't you, Freckleface? I know you'd love it. Controversial. Thought-provoking. Game-changing insider information. Ah, who are we kidding? It's just the main content of the show.
So, Rit, we haven't really made much of the secret of the fact that we're in Orlando, right? We are in Orlando. Yes, we are. And there are a lot of stuff to see in Orlando. Tons of stuff. It is one of the tourist hotspots in the world. It is. But we don't go out every weekend. Are you kidding? It's full of tourists. Exactly. And it's hot. But there are a lot of things in Orlando I haven't seen. True. I just haven't been to. True. But if I knew, okay. You just went to SeaWorld like last year. I haven't... Yes, you did. Oh, I, yes, I did. hooked you up with yes, tickets. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I took my niece to SeaWorld and she yeah, loved it. For like four hours or something. It's like you didn't even spend the whole day there. Well, she was two. Okay. Yeah. Right. She she enjoyed the, the manta rays. Yeah. They're yeah. cool. Get to pet them. Yeah. Um, but if I knew that in a year, everything about Orlando was going to change. Oh, no. really? If it was going to be like suburbs where the tourist areas were and tourist areas where the suburbs were. I would make an effort to go out and see everything while I could. Yeah, like a lot of times if uh, Disney decides, hey, we're going to close down this particular attraction, it gets a lot of people because they know they're not going to be able to do it again. Yeah. And, you know, there's certain stuff when it comes out when it's new, like the Harry Potter world that just I'm opened I'm staying up. far away from that junk. Yeah, that's what a lot of people doing. I am dying to go there. Uh, be, but I know October I, But I know me. I won't, yeah, for months or at least a year. Yeah. Um, I'll but, go in October because October, for some reason... You know, this is your uh, your extra tip for your podcast listeners. October, end of October, like around Halloween, is the time to actually come to Orlando because it's not as hot and tourists, supposedly. Well, it's it's warmer than the rest of the country, but it's not as hot as it is during the summertime. It's sweltering. Yeah, it's not sweltering. It doesn't rain at three o'clock because people don't know that it rains every day at three o'clock in Orlando during the summer, pretty yeah. much guaranteed. About ten minutes, and yeah, it stops, about, yeah. but it like disrupts everything. It does, and then it's just yeah. extremely humid. But in October, you don't have the thunderstorms. You don't have the crowds. You can literally walk on to a lot of the rides at different parks. And all the parks do something for Halloween. You know, if you have little kids, you go to SeaWorld. SeaWorld has a spooktacular. Uh, you can go to Mickey, or Mickey's Scary or whatever they call it. Over, it's not scary. Not so scary. Not so scary Halloween, Halloween thing over at Disney. Um, if you are more of an adult, then you can go over to uh, Universal, uh, Universal Studios for their Hallow Scream. Which is full of haunted houses and really, I mean, Uber job. They, they That's still too scary for me. It is. I, I look forward to that every year. I love it. So, um, but yeah, if they were closing all that down, I would definitely go see it all. So. But we don't. And I think it's kind of the same thing with people in Azeroth. There are a lot of people right now, and this is kind of funny, a little sidetrack, which, gee whiz, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. Um, a lot of people right now are making uh, photo albums of Azeroth. Oh. They're going around and making, uh, you know, getting little screenshots, screenshots of places, places that you know that aren't going to be there anymore. Yeah. And I laughed about it because when I first started playing World of Warcraft, like literally the first week, um, on my Mac I created a nice little program because I'm a programmer and I do that. That took a screenshot every 30 seconds in the background, so it was a background process running. So I started the process up and then I launched World of Warcraft. So like literally, the first couple of screenshots that I had were me logging in. And then selecting a character and doing all that. And, you know, yeah, you could argue the fact that, that they weren't posed, but I have a lot of really cool action shots, you know, during fights and everything else. So, you know, well, that's I've, neat. Yeah, I've, I've been taking, then I had it upload to Flickr. So I had like a Flickr feed going as I was playing the game. Oh. Which was kind of cool. I want that. All Come right. hook me up with that. Yeah, go get a Mac. Oh. Uh, I could probably port it to PC. Who knows? I have Ubuntu. Well, I know, but you don't play World of Warcraft. Oh, that. no, I don't. True. I know. I got you well. Yeah, there you go. So, lucky you, I've made a list of things that you need to do before Cataclysm hits. That is awesome. 
Alright, I've divided up by continent, just so you're not hopping all around. Alright. Alright, so Eastern Kingdoms. First thing you need to do is swim out to the Purgation Isle. I don't think I've ever been there to begin with. In Hillsbrad Foothills. It's in the southwestern uh, part of the zone. Uh huh. It's this little island. It's very creepy. I don't know if I've been there at all. You would, you would have had to to get the... You have Explore Achievement, so you've been there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I didn't go to the island. I just got close enough to get the oh. the, the zone. So you I... should go to the island and go all the way up to the top. It's a little spiral. Huh. Yeah. It's very cool. And while you're also in Terran Mill, second thing you need to do is dress up like a skeleton and take your picture in the open casket of Terran Mill. What? How do you dress up as a skeleton? You get Noggin Fogger Elixir. Excuse me? Have you never had Noggenfogger elixir? Uh, no. All right, there is a quest that you do in Tenaris that, as your reward, you get this elixir that either turns you into a skeleton or shrinks you or does nothing. And after you do the quest, then you have the option to continue to buy this from the vendor. They're really? bind on pickup, but they do one of those two things. And what a lot of people do, they'll combine, combine those with Savory Deviant Delights, which turns Ooh. you into a ninja or a pirate. And they'll make, like, mini ninjas or mini pirates. <laughs> that's um, funny. That's cool. Uh, but if you get the elixir and you drink it until you turn to a skeleton, uh, if you go to Terran Mill, you yeah. know which is the horde settlement? Yes, I do. There are caskets that you can lay down in. They totally fit <laughs> fit you as a skeleton. So you can, like, lay down there and take a picture. I think it's awesome. That'd be cool. Look, I'm a skeleton. Also, in Eastern Kingdoms, I've probably done this way too much. But Skelly! Jump off the bridge and lock yeah, my Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like doing that. Well, doesn't that get you the title for the, not the title, but the achievement for the long way down? Oh. Um, going down? I don't know if that's the place to do it. No. Okay. I got mine by accident, so. Yeah. I've, I've got I think most people get that one by accident. You got an accident. Uh, I know there's like a certain place on one of the bridges in Satrath that you can jump from the bridge down and get it. Um. I just remember I was falling. It's like, no, 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 no. And then I survived. I'm like, yeah. And then it was like, dong. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, wow. I got to going down. Okay. So that's fun. I just like it because you can go from Loch Monan to Wetlands without. And it's the only way you can go without going through the tunnels. Oh, you know what? Uh, I need to go do that because I've never done that. And I hate those tunnels. Yeah, it's fun. Do you survive or do you die? You die. Uh, you got to die. It's several different jumps. Oh. If, um, you should probably have something with you, though, to help you with your fall, if possible. Well, aren't you? don't you have, like, the slow fall? I do. Yeah. yeah. Cheat mode. All right. Last thing in Eastern Kingdoms is you need a stack or two of critter bites to and take that to Elwyn Forest and assemble your critter army. Huh? You have three minutes to make a critter army. Really? Really. What do you get for that? You get a critter army. You get a, do you get a title? No. So what's the three minutes? Well, um, critter bites, if you toss them at a critter, they, it charms them for three for minutes. For three minutes. So if you see as many as you can get. Then you did that one time. We were at, I do that a lot, actually. I do yeah. that. You used to do that when you. I know what it was. We were going the long way into. Um, Calling of Stratholme. Yes. Before you could. Yeah, before you could port over. Port there. And right. I would pick up a little critters yeah. in the way and I brought this critter uh -huh. on me. It's fun, though, to bring him to Stormwind. And Elwyn Forest, they have that crazy cat lady which sells yes. the cats. Yes. But she also has little cat critters yes. that run around, and you can charm those. <laughs> so in like one little area, you have cats, there are, you have sheep, cows, chickens, and deer, actually. Venison. Venison. No, not venison. <laughs> They're alive. 
No, when I kill them, it's try to can't skin them. But. Can't skin them. Um, but I just think it's fun. Like something everybody needs to do just once to see how many critters you can get and like drag them to Stormwind. Run in Stormwind awesome. with them, unless you're Horde. That's even more fun. <laughs> just run them. I think it'd be cool to see like an orc with um, a kitten. Oh. Charmed kitten. I want to see that. Look at my kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Alright, now over on Door, one thing everyone needs to do is eat some ice cream, adopt a chicken, and then watch the races in Southern Thousand Needles. I like those races, but I don't really talk yeah. about the ice cream and the chicken thing. Oh, there, I got the There's chicken. a vendor who sells the ice cream there. Oh, so yeah. That up. And right. there's only sold there. And there's also a vendor that sells the pet chickens. Oh, he sells pet chickens? I'm yeah. talking about the one where you got to go talk like a chicken and then it lays the egg and you get the chicken pet. That's in Westfall. Yeah. Yeah. This is in Thousand Needles. This okay. is in Calendor. It's just north of Tenaris. Like if you are in the little gated city, the goblin one, yeah. and you go north the pathway. Yeah. It's just like this flat desert, and they've set up a racetrack. Yeah, I know where that is. It's cool. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah, I watched. Oh, they sell pet chickens. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's called like Ancona Chicken or something. Oh, okay. I know where that. I've seen those on the yeah. auction house, so. Also, if you can do this, and if you're a whore, it'll be really impressed, is try to get from... Darnassus to uh, Teldrassil without taking the portal. Uh, what do you got to do, swim? Yeah. Well, it's more like a lot of jumping, and jumping right and then swimming. Because you would suffer exhaustion, wouldn't you? No, not really. You know, the very first character I had in the game was a uh, night elf druid. Go figure. I'm not, not, yeah, night elf druid. No. I was a hunter. Night elf hunter. hunter. And... You know, I'm going off through uh, Darnassus, and I get over where the Hippogriff is. I guess after you take the portal. See, I'm thinking about two different things. You were talking about, yeah, I took the portal to go over where the Hippogriff guy is. Yeah. I'm and, saying get... Yeah, you're trying to get there without it. Yeah, basically yeah, Darnassus is up in, it's up at the top of a gigantic tree. Oh. And the portal takes you from the top of the tree. It's just something you run through to right, the bottom the, the of the tree. Right, the big pink ball thing. So... Everyone needs to I never knew that. I knew yeah. it was on top of a tree. So but you can get down there without the portal. You, it's just more challenging. Oh. Yeah. But the very first time I saw the hippogriff, uh -huh. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And the person's like, well, you, you click on the guy and you tell him you want to go over there. And I was like, well, then what? He's like, well, you're going to jump on a hippogriff. And I'm like, and then what? I'm like, <laughs> it's going to take you there. And so I'm like, oh. And so I, I do it. And, and I'm like, what do I do? How do I, how do I fly this thing? And they're like, the person's like, chill. Just, it goes. It's like a taxi. Relax. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a letdown. Because uh, I was like, I'm ready to fly this thing. Because you know, like, I'm thinking, well, number one, I didn't know where to go. So I'll, I'll, but then I'm like, once I was on it, I was like, well, I want to go somewhere else. And I'm like, you had to wait. Yeah, till I did. So I was like scared, nervous, and then let down. So what else did you got to do over there in Kalimdor? I think everyone needs to go check out Silithus if you've never been there. Um, it is awesome. They have... I think it's a very well done zone. They have a lot of gigantic hives. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, don't yeah, go yeah. if you have a bug phobia or yeah. you don't want nightmares. Um but I think it's really cool and it's it's one of those zones that used to level you up to sixty. Yes. So most people will skip that now at fifty seven, fifty eight and just go straight, straight to, to Outland. Because Outland does give you better experience and better gear. Um but everyone needs to, you know, go look at go it before it, it gets you know, whatever's going to happen to it. I imagine, though, that we'll be able to go to, like, the Caverns of Time and see everything. 
Yeah, you're probably right. So, Chromey will help us out. But it won't be the same. No, it won't, because you won't see it in its live deal. And you know, a lot of things you can do while you're there. If you enable the the uh, the lower quest, you know, see low, see available low yeah, quest. Track it. Yeah, you can actually go do some different quests, and yeah. sometimes that helps you get places you don't wouldn't know where it was. Right, that's true. If you have like quest helper. Yeah. Um, another thing, I just did this today. I didn't realize you could do that. Um, have you been to Feralis? Yes. It's close to Solithus. It's a very yeah. lush area. Yeah. Well, I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. As a, as a warlock, because there's warlock quests in there. Oh. Have you been to the top of one of the Colossus? I don't think so. You can actually go to the top. Oh. It's very neat. There is a uh, mob called Marley Windrunner, and she gives you, if you do track a low-level quest, you can see it. If you talk to her, she will port you to the top. Hmm. It's very neat. And then there is a vendor up there who sells parachutes to get Ooh. you down. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, of course, if you uh, click it as soon as you jump off, you'll die. Yeah, you got to wait a little bit. Yeah. Does it tell you that? No. Oh. <laughs> so you speak from experience. <laughs> I do. Oh, that's great. It's the most strategically placed vendor. It's like, well, I'll port you up there, but you got to get yourself down. And got, got, then you got a guy just sitting there all by himself, just got a lake, and he's always selling his parachutes. Huh. Are they bind on pickup? I don't remember. Oh, well, they have a very limited duration. Oh, uh, so it expires they, in your Yeah, like 20 minutes or so. Oh, okay. That's cool. All right, and the last thing is fight Dr. Weevil on Alcaz Island. I don't know if I did that or not. Now, that is over in Theramore. Or no, Duswell Marsh, I should say. It is uh, northeast from Theramore. Okay. And it it's this island that's been taken over by Naga, and it's got an underground sewer system. have not been there. It is very neat. And I think that is a place where they actually kept... The king when he was abducted. Oh. And you can go in and you kind of tell where he used to be. They have his little cell. Um, but there is a mob there called Dr. Weevil. And it's pretty cool. If you fight him, you can't kill him. Because huh? what happens is 15 seconds into the fight, he mind controls you. Huh. And you become one of the minions that you just fought to get there. So you're just like chilling there and all of a sudden you're a dwarf. You can't move. Huh. And he goes back to his nap. That's what's funny. He's sleeping as you came in. And then he gets bored, he mind controls you, and he goes back to sleep. And then you're stuck there for two minutes. And then when that disappears, he fights you again. So it's a loop unless you get away. So you got to run away or else he keeps mind controlling you? Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> but uh, no one's really sure um, what he's doing there. If he has some evil plans to take over the place, it's not quite <laughs> made itself known yet. He just turns people into minions for two minutes. Yeah, it does. Um, and then naps. So those are my favorite places to go. Okay. And just some little tips before you set out. Um, if you go into your achievements and you track like the zone that you're in under exploration, right. then you can see what areas are unexplored. And then, yeah, because they're grayed you know, out on your map. Yeah. yeah. Then you can work toward the achievement as you're going of exploring, of exploring. Also, bring a stack of elixir of water walking. Water walking. That will save you a lot of time. Yeah. Because you can, won't have to swim. And I say a stack because, obviously, if you take any amount of damage, it will cancel it. Right. So you have to keep popping it. Yep. And... And murlocs attack you. Yes, and murlocs attack you. And obtain a parachute if you can, whatever you have available for your class or profession. Um, then if you dig, then if you do get stuck stuck in some high place, you can... Parachute out. Hopefully. That's cool. Oh, one more thing. I've spent way too many 
way too much time trying to climb on rocks. <laughs> right. Trying to see if it goes place. And as a general rule, if there is a place that you can get to, there will be a path cut out for it. Right. It might not be that clear, but you will, once you see, like, okay, that's a path. But, like, trying to jump on a rock that's a little bit too steep, just don't waste your time. It doesn't go anywhere. I was, when I was trying to get the, the uh, Explorer's Achievement, there was one place, it was in the middle of Angoro Crater. And you had to go to the top of some mountain in Angoro Crater. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like trying to get up the rocks. I'm like, there's got to be an easier. And I spent like five minutes going, okay, oh, that's not working. Uh, no, that's not working. Mm-hmm. And I was getting so just frustrated. I'm like, you know what? This is the stupidest thing ever. Why would they put this in here? And then I like jumped over another rock and I'm like, oh, look, you can just walk right up. <laughs> so I was like, oh. And I thought I'd already gone around and looked for it, which is why I started climbing the rocks. But yeah. I, I guess I missed it. Yeah. And the settlement in Goro, like. I always have a hard trouble finding it, even though I've been there a thousand times. I always miss the ramp up. Right, because it, that one's kind of well disguised, because there's a lot yeah. of brown and green on the bottom of the underground yeah. crater. So, a lot of that, you know, dinosaur dookie. Yeah. So, that was kind of a lighter topic as opposed to yeah. last week. I don't know if we'll get another page-long email discussion. We might. But we might not, so... Add-ons are third-party programs that are used to enhance the World of Warcraft experience for the better. Root and Freckleface take time out to profile an add-on for their listeners. Now, I spent a few nights this week tweaking my entire UI, as I said before. Um, now, as a result, I completely wiped out my, my entire add-ons folder. I redid everything. And so, I'm just going to go down a list based on some of the things you and I have talked about, Freckleface, um, and what I've added, what, what I'm currently running. Um... Now, I installed Titan Panel because you keep begging me to install Titan Panel. What are you talking about? Titan Panel. I've never in my life right across, said right anything. across the top. Titan uh, Panel. Do you mean Fubar? <laughs> do I? How many conversations have we had about Foo? Uh. uh. <laughs> so it's not. Is it not Titan Panel? Uh, no. It's probably pretty similar though. Yeah, it's got like. Like everything's across the top. Well, it's, it's got like the durability and how much gold I got. Bar knockoff. All right, so I guess I'll be redoing <laughs> my, my atom, but we'll go. No, on. you should keep it. Then we can compare it. All right, well, it's got a lot of plugins to it too. So does Fubar. All right, well. but we can compare it. We can see which is better. All right, we'll do that. Okay. We'll do that. Um, obviously, I put Auctioneer and Auctioneer Add-on are in there, you know, because you know Fat Wallet wouldn't be anywhere without those two. Uh, I've got Omen running as my threat meter. I hate Omen. Why? I can't figure it out. Um, it just pops up and tells you what your threat is. You just tell it only come up during combat. Oh. Just look at the options on it. Well, I put it in and it comes up in this, it's this box that takes right. up a lot of room. Just shrink it. I don't know how. Just grab, when it's up, just, you just grab the corner and shrink it. Well. And you put it wherever you want to put it. Because one of the things I don't like about a lot of uh, the default locations, like right in your face. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's moved around. But I like it because if, especially right now, just, where Root is as a character in his life, I'm getting put in a lot of times with uh, on my on these randoms with with warriors or someone who's a tank, and I accidentally pull threat. I do that when I AOE. Right, yeah. and so I, you know, if I jump up to the top of the threat meter, I'm like, ah, and I've got soul, sh- uh, soul shatter. I think that's what it is that reduces my threat. I've got two things that'll reduce threat. So I'll pop one of those just to reduce threat if, if it ever happens. I don't know. Someone needs to like come over and show me explicitly how to use it because it still confuses me. Well, maybe I'll, maybe we'll do that. We'll have okay. a we'll, we'll do something over over at your layer and 
Well, shut my up. lair. Well, you got candy my face. My lair. Your lair. Candy my face lair. is right there. Candy face is like Uber. He could just. Oh, that's true. He's a little impatient now. Of course, right now he's playing Eve. So. Yeah. Um. My lair. I installed Deadly Boss Mobs, but I haven't been able to use it yet, so I haven't experienced. It you haven't yet. been in random since you. No, I haven't. Okay. This week's no randoms. I did install Sexy Maps because it's sexy. another one, and I like that. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that you can actually scale the map to where you want it to be and position the map where you want it to position. Do you like the shapes? The shapes are kind of cool. I went through you know all the different variants of them, um, and for some reason I've got something I just haven't figured it out yet to put a box around it. I can't get the box to go right, so it's kind of like unsexy the sexy map a little. Ah. But it's there. I like the chords on sexy map. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. Let you know. Um, power auras. That's been really good. Um, I recommend power auras to anybody who's a caster. Who does dots? Um, I have probably increased my DPS at least fifty percent. Really? Because well, what it does is like when I get into my rotations, I talked earlier about how warlocks have a, or at least affliction warlocks have a, a maintenance period. It literally, when I'm in that maintenance period, it's so awesome because power auras is going to tell me, hey, your haunts, your haunts drop now. What I was waiting for was a haunt basically when I when I throw my haunt dot onto a mob, it it does damage over time and then when it completes its cycle, it hits them for a big amount and it returns that to me as health. So what I've been waiting for to refresh my haunt was the big green it it shoots you basically from the mob, but it's green and it comes over and hits you and it's health. And so I get a health bonus. And what I had been waiting for was that the the health bonus to hit me. I'm like, okay, time for another haunt. What I've now realized with uh, power auras is that expires a couple ticks before the health comes back to me. So what that enables me to do is quickly life tap, which then I get my 20-second um, spell power bonus, and it takes a little bit of tap out, uh, makes it mana, hit my haunt, and as I'm doing that, I'm getting the, the life back or, or the health bonus back to me. So in essence, I'm life tapping, and, and I get an instant heal back from the mob. So I am... As long as I don't take any external damage while I'm doing this, I'm self-sufficient. I don't need the healer to heal me because I'm getting the heal bonus back from my haunt spell by the time I life tap. So that power auras has really helped in my rotation on that. I mean, incredible. If you are a caster, you should be using uh, uh, power auras. And they're not hard to configure. They, it looks daunting when you first get in there, but it's not hard to configure. Uh, Warlock Reminder is another one. There's actually two of them out there, and one is kind of cheesy. The author really needs to go back and do something with the UI because it's like really in your face, and I don't like it. Uh, it's like it'll say Warlock Reminder Beta 3, and I forget the author, but if it says Beta 3, stay away from it. Why is that? Because he, he doesn't do anything with the, the, the UI that he uses. He's using a, a, a crummy text box looking thing, and it, you can't do anything with the fonts, you can't do anything with the size, and it just it doesn't fit anywhere nicely. Whereas the one I have now uses the um, the combat, the default combat UI. So if I, for instance, my fell armor goes away, I get this thing that pops up that looks like, you know, when you're getting um, health from like uh, an HOT hot, and it kind of pops up over your head and kind of floats above your head, goes uh-huh. up. I get the same thing, but that's my reminder. It kind of fades away. It's like, oh, what's that? Oh, I need to cast my fell armor. As opposed to this text sitting in the corner that comes up and plays an auction bell or something. It's like, what? So this one's much better. But they're both called the same thing. They're both called Warlock Reminder, but whatever. 
and Simple Soul Stone I'm using as well. And that's just helping me. That's the one I've used for a while. They used to say, Root places her soul stone. Right. You know? And I couldn't edit it because I was using Simple Screenshot, and they both use the same slash command to trigger it. So whatever, or Super Screenshot, whatever it was. It's simple. Um, but now, you know, I've got that back in there, and it's all configured. That just lets me know. Hey, the soul stone's expired on this person. He's got this much amount of time left. I can click on a on a button to, just to refresh it. So it's really nice as a warlock uh, to keep that up. So those are the ones that I'm using. Um, and obviously now I'm going to go back and I'm going to get um, Fubar on that because uh, <laughs> I guess I got the wrong one. <laughs> so, so those are my add-ons of the week. Those, that's what I'm currently using, and I really like. And there's some other ones I didn't put on here that are that are that are just the uh, allow me to mess with the the UI. Um, like I removed the the eagles and on the on the either side of the default buttons across. Using a bar add-on. The I used one that removed just removed the uh, the Blizzard UI graphics. That's it. Um, no, and I've got one that's called Barfix. Ah. And I laugh every time because to trigger Barfix, you have to hover over the bar you want to mess with, and then type slash Barfix. And I always laugh because I'm typing Barfix. So it makes me laugh. Barf. Hicks. Anyhow. <laughs> so, but Barfix allows you to drag your any bar anywhere. And it also actually gives you three or four other bars. Does it allow you to scale it? Yes. Does it allow you to change it from vertical to horizontal? Yes. Change the amount of columns? I think so. And rows? Yes, I think so. Oh. Bagnon. I also use Bagnon. I didn't put that in there. So does everything that bar bartender does, which is what I yeah, use. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And bartender was good. I've used it before. So, But being a, a keyboard-centric person, and you know, I don't use a lot of bars for much. So. Well, I use keys for casting, um, but I have a lot of things I like to have on my screen. Like I have, certain, like I have my flask cut that has its own right, button. Right, right, right. You know. Zone button. Flask has its own button. Oh, Flask has its own button. It does. I'm like, so then I can button. see how many there are. All right, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. That'll let you know that. That that's that's pretty cool. It's time now for fishing for wishes. What did Root and Freckleface fish up this week? From the meaning of fountain wishes to weird things one can fish up, Hearthcast has your freaky fish findings covered. So as I mentioned before, I've now started doing my uh, fishing dailies, and um, that's pretty cool. Like I said before, it's, it's 15 minutes. You know, I haven't done, I haven't done it while I'm waiting for a, uh, a dungeon yet because I just kind of did it while I was paying attention to, you know, the soundboard and video board this week while I was running that that uh, that function. Um, but and that's why I did. I'm like, what can I do and not get? Oh yeah, fishing dailies. So I went and did that. So. And as I said before, you know, what I fished up this week has been that ceramic thing, which is like, you know, 100 gold. Porcelain bell. I'm sorry, porcelain bell. That's probably why I couldn't find anything on it when I was trying to look for information. Because I was typing ceramic. ceramic. And I'm like, I can't find anything. But porcelain. that makes sense to me. And then uh, some broken glass and some other. But you get easy gold. Yeah, you it's do. It's like 15 gold. You do. For hanging out. And um, what they did is they moved the most annoying quest, which was what we're talking about. Where you get the, the seven, seven arm. arm. You used to have to go to uh, Berean Tundra, but, like, the glaciers over on Berean Tundra. Right. So it was far. It's like, yeah. the very end of the continent. And it was the same type of quest, except it wasn't a guard who had a... It was, like, a fish who ate the guy's arm. Oh. It was... Ew. Yeah. 
And this one actually is worse. It's like a, a prisoner who attacked a guard and cut his arm off. Right. Which is right. really grotesque. And then um, an eel ate it. Yeah, apparently. And fish with the blood of the eel. But since they moved it and you had to fish up in front of Violet Hold, I really liked fishing that area. Yeah, I didn't know you could. That, and that's where you got the yeah. half empty and half full bottle of rum. Uh, prison Moonshine. Yeah, Prison Moonshine. And yeah. the tooltip says also useful for, for removing paint. <laughs> nice. With some rough, rough stuff. Um, and uh, one thing I like about there is uh, a chest that sits uh, under the water. Right. And it requires a rusty key. And you can fish up the key and that opens up the chest. What do you get in the got, chest? Uh, different items. Huh. Nothing. Um, nothing major, maybe like a Nothing health- major, but, you know, pretty cool stuff. And I've um, fished up... Actual usable daggers. It was like a bloody prison shank, oh, and then wicked. it said, uh, um, said something about like from the end of this, it looks like biz- like profits were good. <laughs> and uh, I've got so a bunch I, of frogs and stuff. Yeah, kind of fro- well, because it's probably low. Well, I'm at I'm not at three fifty, three fifty, three forty. Okay, so you're probably still fishing up the junk. Um, yeah, I'm in the three forties right now because I didn't realize yeah. I hadn't scaled, yeah, I think leveled you have up to my be fishing pretty yet. high. But once you do start getting the stuff in that, you can fish up these eels that give you dodge rating. Uh, you can fish up the moonshine, the key, a few other stuff that's neat. I've actually sent the daggers to my rogue just so, you know, I mean, they're pitiful daggers, but it's yeah, just funny. Um, now, you made a point that I probably, you know, this is going to expose a little of my not knowingness. Ignorance. Um, I wasn't going to say that. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> um, bad word. Some of the, the of the daily quests take you out of Dalaran? For fishing, yes. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Because the last two I've gotten have been in Dalaran. And the only two I've gotten have been in Dalaran. Yeah, the... Um, and see, the that's jewelry. what I was thinking. For 15 minutes, you can go hang out in Dalaran and fish. Well, you're either in Dalaran or in Wintergrass or yeah. in Shelozar Basin. Okay. So There's you, one you do in Shelozar Basin. Yeah, and that would, that would negate my idea of picking up the daily fishing quest and going over and waiting for the for the yeah. dungeon to hit. So it was wishful thinking on my part, but... Well, I mean, you just go in the dungeon from wherever you're at. Well, I know Come that, back. but getting over there... Getting I, didn't, over there. I didn't want to spend 15 minutes flying somewhere. It didn't take that long. Still. Well, I mean, but that's, when I do... When I queue for randoms, I pick up the cooking and the fishing, mm-hmm. and I'm usually done with both of them before the queue pops. Oh. Yeah, that's so, cool. They're useful. It makes money while you're waiting. What have you fished up this week? Nothing? Um, just the moonshine. <laughs> had like this, uh, uh, trying to keep exactly equal amounts of the half empty and the half full <laughs> bottles. You know what's funny is when you gave me those, you gave me one of each. Uh-huh. And I like, I held on to them. I'm like, oh, these things must be really rare or something. And then I'm like, I fished up several of my own. Now I'm like, oh, well, she's just giving good. me trash. No, I haven't. That wasn't giving you trash. I was giving you something I thought it might be fun. It was, but. You know, I don't know how long they've been doing this. Apparently, if you drink alcohol fast enough, you will vomit. Really? Yeah. Oh, i got to go try like, that. They have a little cool down, but right. like, if you just keep spamming as fast as you can, you will vomit. <laughs> do you actually, is it, does, does it emote it, or do you actually do you, you actually, physically... You see the spray, and like nice. you get this little debuff that says drunken vomit. <laughs> oh, i got to go try that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, try with any alcohol, actually. With any alcohol? Yeah. I've got some strong alcohol in there. Yeah. So. Well, that's cool. That's fishing yeah. for wishes. Hearthcast is an active player in the World of Warcraft podcast community. We secretly recorded their extra cast affairs with others and bring you the highlights.
Now, as astute listeners may know, I spent some time kind of over at RARCAST uh, this past week. Um, it's one of the podcasts that I do listen to and do recommend that people go listen to RARCAST over at RARCAST.com. And I had posed them a question uh, based on where I was. I actually gave them two questions. Uh, one was one was actually an update asking them how they were doing with the remote auction house because Stompalina at one point in time said that she felt that the remote auction house was an unfair advantage. And then the other question I posed to them is kind of the same question I posed to you where I'm in a situation where I want to raid, but I don't know anything about raiding. And my tune is sitting at, you know, 48K with gear score. Oh, I also installed gear score back in the add-on section, but never mind. Gear score light is what I installed. I refused to install the full version. Yeah, light will just give you the tool tips. That's all I need. the database. That's all you need, I know. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, giving, getting their opinion because they are um, more into raiding than we are, or I am. I know well, they've you, downed the Lich King. They have. And now they're working on heroic. Right. And so, getting their opinion on it was something that I thought would be beneficial. So, we're going to bring you a couple highlights of that. And the first highlight we have here is um, Stompalina, when I asked her an email question. Actually, we gave them an email question and I phoned in a question to their show, which was kind of fun. And um, the, the first question was, like, how, how she was doing now uh, since the remote auction house is out of beta and people are using it and you know basically what kind of changes she's seen on her server and she still thinks it's a uh, unfair advantage i now have access to the auction house during the day because i'm at work and i stop a couple of times throughout the day to check my auction house and lo and behold it's all one person that has all of the glitch bloom posted and he's basically stabilized all the pricing you know what i do i buy it all <laughs> So, yes, the auction house has stabilized a little bit. Average prices are fairly consistent from day to day. Tell Stomp buys them out and puts them all up at no, twice I, the price. No, I'm not, I'm not reselling stuff. I'm only buying stuff that I need. I, I don't want to profit off of somebody else's stuff. That's Well, I do, but not on Lich Bloom because the Guild Bank needs Lich Bloom. But I, I haven't put in the time and effort to find other things that I can resell. So, I... I'm not doing that right now, but I am taking advantage of the fact that other people are basically manipulating the auction house during the day because I'm buying up stuff in bulk, bulk. And getting good prices. That we need and getting good prices for it. So, unfair advantage, maybe still, but that's not to say that somebody else can't log in and do the same thing. Yeah, well, I mean, they'll they'll win at making money, but... I mean, it's good for really everybody because you're paying less. So, yeah. mm -hmm. whatever. They're making money. I'm down to bosses. It's all even. Right. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, now that she has access to the remote auction house is not as much of an unfair advantage as she once thought it was. That's typically how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. So, everyone else has, oh, that's not fair. And right. It. Oh. And then you get in, you're like, oh, no, it's not. It's sure it's fair. It's you know, you just you get what you get, and you don't bring a sweat. So, <laughs> and, and then I went in, and on the phone call, I asked him about, you know, what what I should do, you know, to get into some kind of a uh, raiding guild, or how to, you know, what what their advice would be for me to begin raiding. I think Earthcast has infiltrated <laughs> our cast. We're cast on cast action. <laughs> 
Well, Root, what I would tell you is if you want to raid more often than what your guild is willing to raid, well, which is any, it his, appears. His guild doesn't. If you want to raid and your guild does not want to raid, you have to decide what your focus is and how you want to spend your 15 bucks a month. Because as awesome as friendly and loving as your guild could possibly be... They are very loving. If that's not what you want to be doing in-game, then you need to find some place that is doing what you want to be doing in-game. And, you know, it's, it's so chilling to hear that advice from somebody who's not... You know, almost third-party, because we haven't really met, you know, Stomp and Half. Or played with... Or played with Stomp and Half, or anybody from the Rockcraft crew. But... For to hear that advice from a third party like that is chilling because I I know I need to but it's like and I, and it's what's weird is I'm not really attached to anybody in the guild but it's just like do I have to switch guilds and so now yeah I guess I have to now that was the the easy answer and then half took over and we get a phenomenal answer that I think is so worth repeating uh, from them and this is a little bit of a long segment um. But it's so worth listening to because they really go into a situation where a lot of our listeners might find themselves in a situation where they have progressed from a casual playing to maybe wanting to start casually raiding. And how do you do that? So take a listen to this. My answer is keep working on your gear. You still can get a gear score that's above TOC level. I thought we by... just defamated gear score. Why does he... Well, no, 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 no. Just because we're we're... Talking about gear score doesn't mean he can't still improve gear. He can still get emblems. He can get still get two uh, two forty five item level gear from turning in just triumph emblems. So you know he still has the opportunity to improve his gear, and he can PvP to fill in some of the slots. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some trinkets that aren't spectacular, but they're still okay from PvP. And running heroics so, in your daily dungeons like mofo is going to get you those frost emblems to, right. um, to get the best pugging the raid weekly uh if you can do that the one from dalaran is also good and you don't necessarily have to have experience in icc to do it because you get sent to old war or um toc yeah toc nax uh those are all fair game so but- how would you go about telling them to find a, a guild that's raiding the tocs and the Alduars and things like that. Well, I'm talking about getting ready to approach guilds. Okay. I mean, he's still going to have to look. He's still going to have to, you know, look around. I'm just saying this is what would help him prepare to approach them. I mean, it's it's like working on your resume or putting together a cover letter or whatever. You, you have to get kind of all your ducks in a row before you approach a guild and expect them to entertain the idea of you joining them to raid especially given that he doesn't have tons of rating experience up to this point. So um, anyway, so doing those things, getting the gear. Um, I know for some classes and specs, the tier 9 stuff really isn't all that spectacular. So you're almost better off spending the emblems getting the 245 item levels mm-hmm. and uh, getting the improvement to your uh, stats through those items as opposed to buying the stuff for the tiers, uh, you know, the tier set. Um, but anyway, um, there's, there's that, there's the, um, like I said, PVP to help round out some of the, some of the spots that the emblem gear won't 
Phil, doing your raid weeklies and your dailies. Um, that's not a huge time investment uh, to do that. But beyond that, um, reading up, doing research, understanding events, um, you know, uh, experience is one of those catch 22s. It's like, well, you don't have, you don't need experience if you have it, but if you don't have it, there's no way to get it because mm -hmm. nobody will give you a chance if you don't already have the experience. So, you know, doing experience all you can. Experience is one thing, but being prepared is, is yeah. something everybody should do. Yep. So, you know, study, study up on fights, you know, understanding the fights before you get there goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Ask for a spot in a trial run, you know, that'll go a long way. People may not necessarily think that you're geared for something, but I know a lot of people that their gear isn't all that great and they do an amazing job. So, um, you know, I, I would say, see if you can ask for a trial run, mm -hmm. even if it's just a 10 man ICC or something. You might be able to get a couple of upgrades or ten man TOC. Whatever. But yeah, at the very least, you'll get some experience. Um, other than that, pugs pugs are a good way to do it. And the great thing right now is that there's since there's not a lot of content, people are still running that older stuff, those TOCs and those heroic TOCs, and sometimes even Alduar. So there there will be opportunities. It's just finding a group of people that are actually running it. And I hate to say it, but if you want to raid, you might have to leave your guild. Sucks, but true. Yeah, you're going to have to. I'm going to have to leave the guild. Titans Warriors? Yes. Are you going to come to Azeroth Liberation Front, though? I think I'm, I think I'm too low. Oh. I don't know. See, that, and that's that's where I find myself. And just, just like just like Half and Stomper saying, um, I'm going to have to do more. I mean, I'm so close. I need one or two more items to replace, and I'll be at over 5K. Um if I get one level 245, I'll be I'll be over 5K with my gear score, and then I'll be able to do some of the you know I'll be able to get in something. Um, it kind of hurts me when they say people are still running that old content because it's like brand new to me, I haven't run it yet. Yeah, I've <laughs> so, barely ran any old one. But yeah, you know I'll talk with some people over at Alf to see if I can't move over into that guild um, because it's just it's one of those situations where I'm not. As you know, I'm not a, a raider, so to speak. You know, I can only devote maybe one, maybe two nights a week to it. Because um, I'm old now, and I go to sleep early. And you've only got a year left. <laughs> and i only got a year left, so i got to get the content in. <laughs> what, what, what a predicament. So, but, yeah, just as he's saying, I'm so close to doing it. Now, in our show notes, there's a big thing that has stars on it. What's it say? Read it. It says, Root must admit his embarrassing error. Yes. What'd you do? It's what I didn't do. What didn't you do? Um... For some reason, I didn't. It didn't register, even though I've done them like a long time ago. Um, the daily dungeon, like the daily heroics. What about it? I haven't been doing them. Okay. I forgot about them. What have you been doing instead? Just randoms. Oh, you've been doing like regular randoms. Just hitting I. <laughs> no, the randoms are heroic. Yeah. But I haven't been picking up that quest. What quest? The quest for the the in right outside of Violet Hold. That's a weekly. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's only well, that that's just once a week though. That's a weekly raid. Yeah, but still, I could have picked that up. Yeah. And gotten extra frost emblems and still stuff. Still can. Well, I have it now. Yeah. Because it was that's when I was when I was fishing. I was like, where is it? Because I was like watching people. I'm like, what are they doing? I remember doing something over there one time. 
Let me go talk to that guy because he's yellow. No, it didn't have a blue. And I'm like, oh. And that's what threw me is because I was expecting to have like a blue. Oh, yeah, but it's not. It's not a daily. It's not a daily. See, and I called it a daily earlier. So, yeah. And that's what threw me on it. And it's real. I saw it. I was like, yeah, you know what? Son of a gun. I've, I've left this sitting on the table. And I could have been picking up more frost emblems and having, you know, go buy yeah, more but stuff. Pugging. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we can do it this week. I mean, we're kind of done with to. my holiday one. I think it's. Oh, no, I did it this week already. See? Well, it's just next. I'll pick somebody week. up. Yeah. And I need next. I think I need next. But I'll pick I'll pick it up. I, I got to do it. I've got. Well, it's going to be Saturday before I can get back in the game. But Well, you know, I went such a long time without doing a VOA. Like, I, I did it as long as it was a gear upgrade, and then I stopped. Uh-huh. And then I realized, oh, yeah, Toravon gives frost emblems. That's right. like for a week. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't doing that. So. so that was, it's really, you know. It was really cool hearing from from uh, Stomp and Half. Yeah, it was. And uh, so, so thanks for the email, Root. Love the show, man. Glad you listened to ours. That's not a problem, and I encourage all of our listeners also to go over to rarcast.com. They do their show live on Sundays. Um, we're too scared to do it live. Not scared. I think we're we're just we're kind of we like the quality control that we get. Yes. Uh, by having it not live, so I think we like that. Plus, we get to do the blooper reels at the end. Which, oh, yes. if if uh, if the folks missed those because they were after the sound after the song after the out song uh, last week, uh, Freckleface yeah <laughs> Freckleface did an awesome job with the bloopers, and uh, go back and listen to those because that was it was like uber uber funny. So I really I really appreciate Freckleface for doing that because she takes a lot of time to edit. You know, her, she's been editing. You've been editing for what now? Oh, a few weeks, maybe about a month or so. It's been more than that. Oh. A couple months. It was after a hiatus, you took it over. So, oh, that's true, but you had to teach me how to do it. Yeah, but it wasn't long. It's yeah, well, you were doing it for a long time before that, so I appreciate that, too. No, not a problem. Yeah. Each week, HearthCast gives its listeners tips to help them buy, sell, trade, or otherwise make money on the in-game and remote auction house in World of Warcraft. All brought to you for free by your gnomish hosts, Root and Freckleface. My auction house tip this week for everybody is to know your market. Um, You know, you got to have something that's going to sell, obviously. You have to have that item that is going to sell. It's going to differ based on your realm and based on the time of year and based on what's going on. You got to keep up on what is going to sell, and you have to have that. And you got to keep that in your inventory. And that's going to be different also for uh, what profession you have. If you have a profession that's going to sell things to other people, or if you're just buying and reselling, you always, always, always have to know what your market is buying. Uh, you need to have that solid seller, as I call it. You got to have that in in your list of items that you're putting up in the auction house at all times. For me, uh, my tried and true has been Berean leather. It's been very good, very, very good uh, for me to buy that, put it up. Basically, and this is where you go back, I don't know how many times I've given this tip, but if things aren't in a stack, I'll buy them and put them in a stack because people are, are, are more apt to buy things in a stack of 20 than they are, you know, five stack of four or whatever. it's faster. It's faster. You don't have to waste time. It's less bag space. It's less... Clicking in the at the bank, so or the not the bank, but the the post office. So um, you got to find out what it is for you that sells, what and what people are buying. And the reason that is important is is and we heard Snapalina say this earlier. 
it's all one person that has all of the Lich Bloom posted, and he's basically stabilized all the pricing. You know what I do? What? I buy it all. <laughs> there you go. That is my case, you know, right there. It's proven. Somebody's putting up all this Lich Bloom because they know that is going to sell. Why do they know it? Because Stompoline is buying it. And why is she buying it? Because her guild needs it. So that person knows that, hey, I can put all this, all this Lich Bloom up, and it's saving somebody time. Because they're going to the auction house instead of running around and farming it. They're going to the auction house, they're buying it, putting it in. I don't even know what Lich Bloom is used for. Probably some herbalist or inscription thing. Or... Uh, inscription and alchemy. You know, you have one person in her example that's cornering the market. They've got all the Frost Bloom. they got it all. Or Lich Bloom, rather. Uh, they got it all. They're, they're putting it all, and, and she knows that's one person who's got it all. Well, they've cornered the market on it. More than likely, that person is buying up everybody else's, putting it in uh, great stacks, which now the remote auction house makes it so stupid easy. And apparently now, I haven't used it yet, but apparently now the new auction house interface will also stack stuff for you. i got to go look at that. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but it was so, still, so, so easy for me to do in the remote auction house that it was just mind-numbingly easy to turn a profit on the remote auction house. You know, Freckleface, sometimes you just gotta let one go. How's that? Well, this is my rant section. Oh, you rant for the week. Yeah, but okay, apparently I didn't, rant I didn't get snipers speaking on this one. <laughs> it's somewhere, it's just not in my queue. So, uh. um, well, this week's rant, you know, this one, you wanted email? You might get email on this one. It may not be the best. Because this one's going to be a little bit of a stinger. A stinger. A stinger. And okay. it applies to real life as much as it does to the World of Warcraft. Um, and no names shall be mentioned in this one at all. But, uh, you know, it's, it's people who believe that their interpretation of their own reality is what everybody else believes. Um. You know, the World of Warcraft is a game that can be played in a lot of ways. There's PvP, there's PvE, battlegrounds, questing, dungeons, raiding, arena teams, you have the auction house, profession, secondary skills, gold farming, trade chat, the barons, paid runs. You can do nothing at all and hang out and still be quote-unquote playing the game. It's all about how you want to spend your money every month. However, however you want to play the game is how you're going to play the game. It's not how everybody else plays the game, nor should it be. For a person to assert that their playing style and how they interpret the game is how everyone is playing and interpreting the game is simply absurd, illogical, and frankly quite egotistical and self-serving. Now, you know this, I consider myself a casual player. There's much about the game I've yet to learn, and there's some things about the game I'm sure I'll never learn. I enjoy playing the game, but there are things in my life that come before the game. The game is not an extension of my life, nor is it a social media outlet for me. It's my reality. That's my reality. Does that mean that everyone else playing the game is in the same boat I am? Absolutely not. Does it mean Blizzard will change things to suit my style of gameplay? Absolutely not. Does it mean I'm the center of the whole freaking universe and anybody else who doesn't fit in the little box I've carved out for myself is wrong? Absolutely not. You have to... Unplug, relax, seek professional help. Booyah. <laughs> so I want to know what brought this on. I really can't 
answer that. Oh, why not? Because it would reveal a little too much about what ticked me off. Uh, in the game? Um, in, no. Something that happened in real life, but you're also playing to the game. If I were to tell you now, um, it could cause some havoc and some strife. But it's something that just, it, Certain when people have that attitude where they think the way that they feel about something is the way everybody else feels about it, because they want to, they're just self-justifying their own uh, feelings, and it's wrong. And for them to, you know, like I said before, for them to assert their position is is extremely egotistical and self-serving. They're doing nobody any good but themselves, themselves, uh, whatever. And I'm sure you know you may know somebody in real life that's like that. Or you may have, you know, run across somebody like that. In fact, if we go back, what, four or five podcasts ago, I'm sure that the uh, the trade I made in front of the auction house is is could have been, a, you know, and then reporting about that trade in front of the auction house is what set, set off that email barrage. And him, for the guy, you know, he was saying the same thing, that I'm, well, he didn't say I was egotistical. Said you're unethical, unethical, and something else. It was a big harsh word, but I forget what it was. But that same, you know, I may have come across that way, and I can, I, I understand that. I understand how he feels based on me hearing somebody else assert their own position as if it was common reality. Does that make sense? Not at all to you. you you've got that confused. What the what look? I know what you're saying, but. Well, you, I know you've dealt with this exact same scenario in, in life life, in IRL. In IRL? In well, IRL. I think everybody has a little bit of that in them, though. Right. Everybody, to some extent. I mean, everybody is the center of their own universe. Okay. Yeah. I'm the center of everybody's universe. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, well, you know what I'm saying, then. Where, and, and it just, when... That attitude, uh, and you're in a position to share your opinion with others, and you bring that attitude out, and that is your entire stance, and it's very limited and very shallow, it doesn't do any good. Well, let me throw an example out at you, and you tell me if this is kind of what you're thinking about. Okay. Okay. I was in an instance, and there was a paladin who was RET, which is DPS, and... He said, hey, someone post the damage meters. Post them, and he was at the bottom, and he was like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And the shaman who is healing was pointing out, uh, you know, his gear, and he's like, well, this is a tank beast, this is a tank beast. And so I just kind of said, hey, what is a, what does a DPS paladin need anyways? Spell power? Which, you know, my logic, they have mana. Right. <laughs> I was just asking, and the guy just kind of derided me, you know, that I didn't know that. But I'm thinking, I'm a mage. I only have time in my life. For a mage. For a mage. That's why I play one a little, character. And a little rogue off the side. But I do not know all 30 of the specs of the 10 classes to know what they need and blah, blah, blah. So the guy's assuming that because you're 80, you should know... Everything about the Everything game. Everything about the game, right. whereas I love a mage daddy. I'm fine with that. It's like, why do you have to criticize someone so harshly for just asking a simple question? How would I know that without playing, honestly? I see them with their little mana pools. 
I see them rushing in. I don't know what they're doing, you know, because I'm paying attention to what I'm doing. Right. So is that the type of thing that you're thinking about, at mm. least in Warcraft? No, but that's an excellent no. rant. No, actually, in a, in, a, in a limited way it is because the guy assumed that since he knew that everybody should know. Right. And that, in a way, is the thing where, because that's his reality. His reality is he understands the, the nuances and intricacies of every one of the classes. And that's very good. That's very cool. I'll never know that. I can tell you now. I'll never know that. We just don't have the time to sit it's there. It's not and... just that, but every patch that comes out, they, they, they tweak uh, they, and nerf yeah. and, and do something to somebody. You know, somebody's getting buffed, someone's getting nerfed. Every patch. That's true. So, you know, the last time I checked, um, I have a life. I, and like I said, this is a game. World of Warcraft is a wonderful game. I love it. I absolutely love it. I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I did not love the game of World of Warcraft. But it's not my every waking, breathing moment. Although lately it kind of has been. <laughs> and that's probably that's one of the reasons that Fat Wallet took the week off. Because I'm like, i got to take a little bit of a step back. Um, but no, this was, um, like I said, I'll tell you more about it after the show. And you know, if people... If you do want to know exactly what I'm talking about, you know how to get a hold of us. You can just email us, and I'll let you know. I don't mind doing that. I just don't want to do it in a in a in a public setting that I can't deny later on. You know, I'd be like, I never sent that email. I know <laughs> what are you talking about. Emails can be forged, man. <laughs> What's up with that? I don't know about All that. All right, fair enough. So that was your vague rant. Is it a vague rant? It was scathing, but it was also vague because I don't know exactly who it's supposed to be scathing toward. You know, I th- actually what I was going to say is, is if the person who this was directed towards, or who triggered this, I should say, mm-hmm. were to hear it, they probably wouldn't know it was them. Yeah, that's, yeah, because so, they're... Because, yeah, they just... They, they just, have their own reality. They do. They do have their own, absolutely have their own reality. You know, that does about does it for uh, this episode of HearthCast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the website over at www.hearthcast.com. And you know what? Please participate in our next show by calling the HearthCast hotline at 321-558-7637 or email us at contribute at hearthcast.com or if you're over on our website, you can use our website submission form. We would like to thank our sponsors, uh, nextintelligence.com, swagdog.com, taverncraft.com, and a special shout-out to Nebula from Beats365. And if you like what you've heard, spread the word. Tell your friends and your guildmates. And if you link to us from your blog, we will give you a link back. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. From HearthCast.com.